Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang. I am the normal host, and we have Johnny Wu, our ghost host. Hello. And then we have our no longer an intern but actual host DJ Alexicon. Hello, all. This is the abnormal host DJ Alexicon. <laughs> <laughs> and later, DJ Alexicon will be bringing you DJ Alexicon's corner, which is um, just a panel of upcoming events going on in Northeast Ohio. Uh, a couple of other um, great events we'll be talking about that had just happened um, for the Lunar New Year. And uh, our special guest today is Kathy Vu with uh, Asia. Hi, everyone. And Asia stands for Asian Services in Action. Am I correct? That's right. Well, before we get uh, too deep into the interview, um, DJ Alexicon and I usually do this thing called <laughs> oh, <excuse me. laughs> Impressions of the Week. And uh, my impression actually came from last night. My mother came over to check up on me since I've been ill. You know, you know. for those of you who are used to my voice, I sound a little bit different today. I have a little horse for the year of the horse. Ha ha. <laughs> Sorry. It's not that funny. <laughs> But, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was even better. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You can get a bottle of water for that, Kathy. Absolutely. Oh, and a cough drop. <laughs> but my mother came over and we were just talking a little bit. And uh, we were talking about China. I can't remember well, what got on topic. And um, she was talking about visiting different places when she was in college and even afterwards. And, um, I asked her if she's ever seen the pyramids in China. She's like, what? There are no pyramids in China. And I'm like, well, you told me you saw the terracotta soldiers, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then you were either in a pyramid or really close to one. I'm like, are you sure you didn't see one? She's like, I'm pretty sure there are no pyramids in China yet. Wow. <laughs> she does not know. No, she did not know. So Very I Googled it for her. She's like, oh, I thought those were just man-made mountains. So, oh, wow. <laughs> So there's kind of a general misconception, and I think a part of the misconception is that most of the bricks uh, that are used to make these pyramids are actually made out of dirt huh. instead of, <coughs> excuse me, there, uh, most of these um, bricks are made of dirt instead of actual stones that are carved and quarried and carried to uh, build the pyramid, and since they're, they're not as uh, steep as the pyramids of Giza, they're lesser known, even, you know, to a lot of people in China. They are less pronounced. I, I saw them in TV, and thinking about it right now, if they didn't tell you it was a pyramid, you would think it's just a hill. Yeah, absolutely, because they're covered in trees, they're covered in grass, there's there's foliage going on it, and it makes sense because, you know, Giza is, you know, in its desert sand, so they're more pronounced because there's nothing really hiding them. But once you look at the uh, pyramids in China, uh, you know, you can use, like, uh, Google Earth to look at it. it. It's pretty obvious that it's, like, a perfect square, <laughs> you know, oh, looking wow. down on it. Yeah. But from, like, a sideways view, it just looks like a mountain or just a hill randomly protruding out of a plane. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes, yes, wow. that is pretty cool. Um, I don't know if that's really an impression, but that was an interesting story of mine this week. One of my impressions is uh, the events that's going on right now, because it happens only every four years. It's the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Don't forget about the World Cup. That's uh, two years from now? Or, oh, it's this Brazil, year too? Yeah. In Brazil? Okay. Because okay. Brazil also has the Olympics. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> so when's the uh, World Cup? 
I think it's the summer. Okay. Yeah, and Brazil also has the you know, Olympics in 2016. Anyway, uh, as you hear this broadcast, the Olympics is winding down because it is February 23rd right now. But as of this moment, uh, we are in the middle of the Olympics as we are recording. So the current standing of the U.S. is its fifth. It has a total of 12 medals. Woohoo! Two, four gold, two silvers, and six bronze. And the reason it shot up was, I think today, uh, the U.S. men's skiing team sweeped the uh, downhill skiing event, gold, silver, and gold. Uh, yeah, gold, silver, and bronze, and I don't think that ever happened before. Um, as much as we are a strong country for Winter Olympics, we are not really a powerhouse compared to other European countries. Now, are there any contestants from Cleveland? Because we have so much snow here. Oh, I'm going to touch <laughs> on that. I'm, I'm going to touch. I, I think all Olympians should come from Cleveland with all the weather <laughs> that we're, you know, we should be pros at this. Um, I, but I believe one of the con- uh, uh, Olympian is from Cleveland. Oh, yeah. there's like two. There's like two. Well, I know. Of. I think there's a map on BuzzFeed that shows how yeah. many people. There the are actually um, two uh, members of the women's Olympic hockey, hockey team that are from Cleveland. Awesome. And there's, I think, one mm-hmm. skeleton Olympian. Anyway, but uh, the point that I wanted to bring out is the impre- for the impression is that... You haven't got a- to your point yet? Not yet. <laughs> is the Asian Americans participating for the U.S. I researched this and there's also Asian Canadians, but we only have an hour of show. So here's a few of the Asian Americans who are participating in the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics. First is Felicia Zhang. She is a figure skating pair. It's her first Olympic appearance from Florida. She was invited to the Olympic team partnered with someone named Nathan Bartholomew. Unfortunately, um, they placed 12th, so <laughs> their event is over. But it's their first Olympics. Yeah. Who knows? They might they might be better next year. Second one is Julie Chu. She is a member of a women's ice hockey team since 2000. Since 2000 oh, and wow. has earned three Olympic medals with the team. Unfortunately, um, she hasn't earned any gold medals because the first time women's hockey was included is in 2002, and I don't think she participated in that one. So she earned silver in Salt Lake City 2002, bronze uh, in Torino 2006, silver in Vancouver 2010, and she is an assistant coach at the women's hockey team in Union College. And right now, the women's hockey team is doing good. Actually, if I could interject really quick, um, I heard a rumor that Vanessa May, who is, um, she used to be really famous. She was the first uh, woman to play the electric violin in uh, a concert, almost kind of like a rock violin concert almost. Hmm. And I remember in the early 2000s, she was very popular. But I heard that she's actually on the Thai um, ski team. She's skiing for Thailand. and really? that was Yeah, in the Olympics, because that's always been one of her dreams. Is she Thai? I, I do not believe so. <laughs> she well, might be part. I yeah, don't know much yeah. about her. It's, it's, it's not unusual because there is a, a South Korean uh, Olympian who changed his citizenship to Russian so that he could continue skating because wow. very young, there's a lot of young uh, speed skaters in Korea that he was edged out, but he wanted to continue. And he just won silver last uh, last week, I think. Wow. And to continue on, the, the, the third um, Asian-Americans participating in the Olympics is Maya and Alex Shibutani. They are an ice dance pair, brother and sister. Uh, it's their first Olympic appearance. They got uh, bronze in the 2011 Worlds, uh, U.S. Uh, silver in the U.S. Uh, competition national 2011-2012, 
and they got a bronze in 2013. Uh, what's also interesting is in 2012, they launched a YouTube channel called Shibsibs Productions. They produce film and edit their own original videos. So I thought, you know, Johnny would be interested with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they're... Uh, I don't think uh, the Ice Dancing Pair has started, competitions has started yet, so we don't know where they are. That one's always one of my favorites, so. <laughs> I know, I love it too, I love it. The Russians are always so good because um, part of the special, because I'm watching Winter Olympics, is that their skaters have, all their skaters have a ballet background. Oh, I believe it. While the U.S. is more, the foundation of the U.S. is uh, athletic, physical athletic abilities, while the Russians' foundation is ballet. Like the grays. And finally, the final um, Asian American that I know of, because I've, re- I've been researching this for the past days for tonight, is J.R. Selsky. She, he is a short track speed skater, half Filipino, half Polish. He won a bronze in 2010, two bronze. It's his second Olympics. He moved to California at age 14 to pursue his Olympic dream. He started a production company, too, in 2010 called MAD Northwest that's producing a film titled The Other Side about the Seattle hip-hop scene. Unfortunately, he did not medal in the 1500 short truck race he placed fourth. Actually edged out by that Korean that I mentioned that changed citizenship to Russian. So that's my impression for the week. We are all still enjoying the Olympics, but by the time you listen to this one, we already know... (laughs) How some of this... The score would be different. The score would be different. different. Maybe we'll be higher than fifth place. Now, Kathy, do you have an impression to share with us this week? Um, Definitely. Uh, This may be um, maybe kind of out of the blue, but I guess as many of you know, the Affordable Care Act is here, Mm -hmm. and Asia's been doing a lot of work to um, promote the Affordable Care Act and the new law that's in place. And so I guess um, in terms of my impression, it's really just... How many, how amazing Cleveland is, is that there are so many hands on deck to make sure that our community is getting enrolled and finding out their insurance options and making sure that they're covered so that, um, you know, so that if something were to happen, they have that insurance there to make sure that, you know, they're not racking up on bills later and they can go to the emergency room without any worry or anything like that. So I guess all in all, my impression is just that, you know, um, it's amazing that this city is really, really coming together. I mean, I've met so many people just from working with this project, the Affordable Care Act, that um, a lot of people really, really care about the community, you know, mm-hmm. and it's good to know that you're living in a city where everyone genuinely cares about each other for their welfare and, um, you know, just general health altogether. So I, I feel very grateful that I'm living here in Akron, Cleveland. That is good. There's yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people who do take care of their neighbors. I um I, I was driving to class one morning and the neighbor her dog was missing or red ran loose and you could tell uh, the dog was on a leash and the recycling man actually stopped and tried to help her catch her dog so Aww. <laughs> that's a, that's I guess that's my second impression I cheated. So. <laughs> and Johnny, do you have an impression to share yes, with Johnny, us? Yes, Johnny. Do you have any impressions this week about maybe your new TV or something? Yeah, and you and the <laughs> video that showed us on the new oh, TV? Yeah. Yes. Or flashback to an event that you went to? <laughs> maybe, maybe the new rewards or I'm, the I'm new... Suppo- uh, I'm supposed to be the ghost host. I'm not <laughs> talking, but somehow, somehow you guys are trying to make me talk. Or, or maybe the new plaques. We're trying to conjure you. Yeah. 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 Conjure Johnny. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to Light say that I am no longer the president of OCA Cleveland, and Lisa Wong became the next president. Should we have a who for that, or should we do Ooh. a yay? 
After 10 years, it's time for me to take a break. And and the same day, which is February 8th, in the evening, I went to the Cleveland State uh, Confucius Institute. They have a uh, Chinese New Year gala. Hmm. And they have wonderful performances by different uh, ethnic, uh, Chinese ethnic groups. And one of them is called the Dai People's Flower Waste. It's incredible. Hmm. I mean, I'm telling Yanda she needs to do that performance at Cleveland Asian Festival. <laughs> I, and I answered... Something like that. <laughs> I answered that we, we could, but we need a lot more dancers and a lot more time to uh, garnish the or to garner the experience. Yeah. So, so but it's a very in- interesting, very well pre- performed group. So, I think that was probably one of my impressions. I guess. Yeah. No, it's it's a beautiful dance. I think that maybe only um, two or three of us can do it right now in my yeah. group. Yeah. But uh, it, it, you know, they they have really flexible waists and backs, and they're really fast and on rhythm and. Uh, very some well of the younger, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, some of the younger girls need a little bit of work on that. So yeah. maybe um, the Cleveland State Institute, uh, Confucian Institute, can can have it online on YouTube soon, so we can actually yeah. see it. You and know, I never copy my dances. I might use music, but I never copy the choreography. Well, you can probably do something different, but mm-hmm. you know, they're in s- the same style, whatever. Yeah. Some, something like something with more swords and weapons. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. In combination with and alcohol. Soup. Combination <laughs> with alcohol and, and soup. soup. <laughs> That's right. I'm so glad the plane either. Um, for our listeners who don't know what we're talking about, Kathy referenced one of the dances that my girls performed for the uh, Lunar New Year. And they are carrying a bowl. And it came from a phrase, a Mongolian phrase. It's, it's pretty old. And it goes something along the lines of, you're not a true Mongolian woman if you can't ride uh, bareback across a plane carrying a bowl of soup and not spilling a drop. So the the whole purpose of this dance is that these girls are balancing bowls on their head and on their arms and on their foreheads and different parts of the dance. Um, but the music and this song, what it really is, is a celebration. And what the bowl's really supposed to contain is, um, for those of you who are 21 over, it's actually a form of liquor, like a milk liquor. Oh, I <laughs> yes. didn't know that. Yes, but but you know, since we had children doing the dance, we opted with the soup. So, oh, so we can go, you can get drunk and go party. Well, I can tell all of you because you're over twenty one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if our listeners were li- tuned in last week and to- for our live broadcast, I also mentioned this because I played a Mongolian spring dance for the third time, I think, on the show, and uh, I mentioned that this song was used in Yintang's dance dance group's uh, Mongolian well, thank dance. thank you. We yes. were going to call in, but my voice started going, so I did not call in <laughs> on Saturday. Or Sunday, I apologize, so Sunday. how was the live uh, event, live uh, recording? The live event was, I was nervous 30 minutes before, but when I went, because <laughs> <laughs> it was my fr- very first, and when it started, I was like, you know, I, I was on, and thank you, Jennifer Liu. For assisting, and she was on too, and uh, I was there like an hour, uh, an hour before the show. <laughs> no one was letting me in because I was too early. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they were doing radiothons, and during the broadcast, um, the people are in the in the broadcast room, and no one was outside until someone came in half an hour later. And um, overall, it was a good experience. Um, it was exciting. It was exciting. Did you get any phone calls? Yeah, we had uh, Mayor Ron Falcone from Brunswick called in in the last 15 minutes. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and for those listeners who remember, Jennifer Liu actually had called DJ Lexicon while he was on air, and we invited her <laughs> while we were on air to be a co-host. Yes, so. that's <laughs> right. So that's yeah. right. So that's good. And uh, Jen Liu was the one uh, 
handling the phones. She was the one handling really? the phone calls. She yes. has experience with that. She said she's she's done a um, customer service. A customer service and <laughs> oh. something similar. Is it is it the same like a phone switchboard? Did you see it? No, or? it's really an actual phone on the table. Oh, really? But the phone call is controlled by the person running the board, which is Mark. So Got she it. was running the boards. And so I was, she just had to pick it up. Yes. And, <laughs> and she has to tell him whether to put the phone call on air because it's not automatically on air. So normally, um, radio stations, they usually don't go live on air. It's always a seven-second delayed. Mm -hmm. So because, you know, anybody can swear on, yeah. <laughs> on like the this? air. Like no, <laughs> I will edit you out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jen even said that, hey, uh, whoever calls, I'll give you my phone number for free. So because we, we were pledging. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were joking around at the air. So, yeah, it was fun. And... Um, and Jen's pretty cute, so for b boys who don't know her, you missed she's it. single. I don't know, is she single? She is, she is, she is, she is, she is, she is single. Alex knows she's single. Yeah. <laughs> so you, <laughs> hey now. <laughs> so you missed it. You missed it, that opportunity to win a date with uh, and get her phone number. But um, yeah, we've been exchanging emails, and I've been mentioning that I'm going through uh, WJCU's training, taking the test, so that uh, at one point we can go live and I can be the, the person controlling the birds. That's awesome. That's really cool. It is awesome. But actually, uh, let's go back to why we have Kathy in oh, studio yeah. today. <laughs> She's yeah. having so much fun just hanging out. I know, with us. just looking <laughs> at us, enjoying the moment. But <laughs> well, um, you're here to talk about Project Raise, right? That's right. Can you give us like a brief recap on what this project is and what it stands for? Sure. If some of you remember, I was here, I think, back in October and spoke mm -hmm. a little about Project RAISE. Um, RAISE stands for Reaching Asian Americans Through Innovative and Supportive Engagement. And basically what our goal is, is to combat um, obesity and chronic disease in the Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander communities of Greater Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, and we do that by um, focusing on increasing physical activity and improving nutrition um, within our community. That's absolutely wonderful. And um, a part of it, I believe, is you reach out to local nonprofits and hospitals and insurance companies and um, try to get them to in uh, incorporate some form of like um, healthy activity or healthy habits into the lifestyles of the people either in their network or their clients or whatnot. Yeah. Give us an example of how it was implemented. Because I know I was... Um there at the Paso meeting when you actually presented to yeah. uh, to Paso. So I'm curious how the other organizations implement race because I know it's different from how we did For it. For every group, yes. right? Yes. Okay, so just to kind of um, explain the structure a little bit, the way that RAISE works is we're actually a multi-sector coalition. And so that means that um, we're made up of different ethnic voluntary social groups, um, five to be exact, and we're made up of four different cultural language schools. Uh, we're made up of three refugee resettlement organizations. And then, of course, we have uh, St. Clair Superior Development Corporation, which is the local CDC right here in Asiatown, and they're awesome. Um, through working with these groups, we really hope and that they would implement um, either improving nutrition or increasing physical activity through a policy, through a systems change, or through environmental change. Now, um, let me see an example. I, I guess I could use the Paso example because yes. uh, they're an amazing group and they're so much fun. And yeah, they're, if you don't know what Paso stands for, it stands for Philippine American Society of Ohio, correct? That's correct. And so um, 
if you don't know any Filipino people, they're really good at dancing for stuff. Okay, no matter what age, like and, they're and, amazing and eating. And, and eating, yes. I, I've but, never seen Alex dance, yeah. though. We've got to make him dance this year. Yeah, definitely. But um, so this is something that Paso did. Uh, I went to a Paso board. Was it a board, the board and the, board executive, the yes. executive board and everyone was there. And we spoke about, you know, what's going on in the community? Um, how can we increase physical activity and nutrition? And so I uh, met up with the president and we did um, – an assessment, uh, basically a survey with the community. And the survey actually showed that a lot of people were really interested in uh, working out more and mm. doing more exercise, but they didn't feel comfortable going to the gym. You know, they don't feel comfortable going to a fitness center, which I think a lot of people in, in our community, the Asian American community could kind of relate to, especially maybe maybe not so much the younger generation, but I'm sure some of, some people, I, I can imagine my parents will never walk into a YMCA, you know, and it's not because they don't want to, but I think culturally that's just not the cultural norm in our community. And so um, what PASO decided to do was they decided to incorporate their cultural love for dance and add it. Uh, as a program for physical activity. And so um, as part of a systems change, we asked the ethnic volunteer social groups to, you know, allocate someone on their board or in the executive board to kind of be the house liaison, somebody that would kind of think about these kind of different um, programs in their organization. And so what they did was very smart. They took the survey and the data, and then they translated it into something they love doing. Hmm. And so uh, Dr. Handy informed me they started uh, having Friday line dancing classes. That's correct. That yes. a lot of the women actually attend at their community center, which is gorgeous, by the way, and up for rental if you ever need a venue. Um, but, uh, yeah, th so that's, that's an example of the way RAISE hmm. was implemented. And so now um, – I guess they do Friday line dancing classes for the community. And she actually told me that um, some people were really interested in Zumba and someone approached her and said they want to teach Zumba. And so that's something that they're kind of looking into. But I know with the with the big storm in the Philippines not too long ago, I know that um, they've been pretty busy also. But that was, that was the way RAISE was implemented in our community. So now, you know, that the Philippine community, they have a place to go to to do some physical activity within the organization. Yep. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, is there an upcoming event that you can tell us about? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, for anyone who is interested, um, whether you know you're a huge advocate of healthy eating, active living, or you're a health professional, or you're interested in health policy. Um, or even researcher as a student, we actually have our first annual RAISE Summit coming up. Uh, the event is on Wednesday, February 26th from 9 to 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, it is a free event, but you must register. And so uh, if you are interested in some information about it, you could actually go to um, Asia's website and you will be able to find a link there. Um, is there a Facebook event that they can uh, anybody could find as well? Yes. So on <laughs> That's how Facebook, I know. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, on Facebook, all you have to do is search um, Asia Raise for Summit, and so even if you go onto Asia's Facebook page, which is you just type in Asia Asian Services in Action, we have an event up on that, and it's the Raise Summit. 
um, yeah. And if you're like me, check your calendar because uh, apparently I already said that I'm going and John reminded <laughs> me this evening and he said, you're going, right? I think I, and said, I said, I'm going to. Am I? And then I checked my calendar and sure enough, I am going on February 20th. <laughs> make, make sure you actually go to the uh, link to register because that's very important to do it. And I believe, Ooh. yeah, I don't think... It, no, I mean, you you're the ghost. You appeared. I have to oh. make the notes. <laughs> are you Sorry. hearing that voice too, Lynn? You yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, hear <laughs> What's that sound, Alex? That Is that sound? you? Your mouth I'm feeling cold. My, <laughs> I'm having goosebumps. <laughs> or oh, no, I'm just <laughs> hungry. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> And so actually, if you go to www.asiaohio.org, the link to the um, registration page is actually on our front page. Great. And so our logo it just nice. says raise, and it's big, and you can see, and you can just click from there. So that's A-S-I-A-O-H-I-O.org, asiaohio.org. Yeah, there's going to be somebody out there who's wondering, is Asia the name of a city in Ohio? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. question about this event. Do you have to be Asian to attend, or is it for everybody? It's for anyone. So um, don't be intimidated. We don't buy it, you know. But, um, you know, you don't have to be Asian, you know. Actually, we really, really want to target um, non-Asians to definitely attend because our goal for the summit is to educate and inform anyone out there who is interested in implementing, um, you know, health out of policy systems or envi environmental change method to populations like Asian Americans. Or, you know, I think this is something that you could kind of take as a lesson learned and apply to any ethnic, you know, communities, whether it's Hispanic, um, you know, African American, any of those, because it, it really focuses around making sure that your intervention is culturally appropriate and linguistically accessible for the community. That's, that's great. I hope some, some other ethnic groups can grab hold of this and attend this event. Mm -hmm. Is there any uh, guest panel speakers? Yes, actually, um, the OCA Cleveland president, Lisa Wong, oh. will be one of our panel members. Would this be her first gig as president of OCA? <laughs> no, she's had uh, quite a few, I think. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think. After her induction. Oh, that yeah, that. But this is probably the the first big one that she's gonna be yeah talking yeah. about race. Yeah. Speaking Make of which, do you know when she'll be coming in for her interview again? Yes, uh, I think she's ignoring the question every time I we know. ask her. We've asked yeah. her a couple times. We need and to have some uh, like, uh, <laughs> medication for the president to calm down because I think she'll be needing that for the next ten years. We probably should, <laughs> probably shouldn't offer her coffee this time. No, 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 no. Aww. Some Lisa's chamomile so tea. Mm -hmm. Chamomile tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Lisa will be a panel member along with Allison Lubla from the Cuyahoga County um, Board of Health. And so OC Cleveland actually is also a partner of Ray's, and they did an amazing, amazing job. So kudos to OCA Cleveland also. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really, it was Johnny, right, on that project? Oh, no, no, no. It's actually Lisa on that project. Oh, really? Oh. Yes, yes, it was Lisa. Oh, that's right. You were... And, you know, Johnny, what's really exciting was that I spoke with the um, Cuyahoga County Board of Health with Allison Lepler, and yes. they loved the collaboration so much with OCA Cleveland that they're planning on presenting it as a best practice at a national conference. Wow. So yeah, that, that was good. is a really, really hey, huge, you know, win 
for your for your organization and Thank for raise. We we want a certification to give it to Lisa, so she'll be all excited. Ooh, yes, we yeah. want this. You see the wall we have there? Yes, Lisa Johnny's Wong wall. need to get a, a Lisa Wong wall. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, in that corner. Okay. No, <laughs> not here. Oh, in her oh not okay. Here. All right, in her all right. home. In her home. All right. <laughs> and then we can do the interview there and take a ton oh, of photos. Oh yeah, we can take take this uh, show on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going on our break right now, and DJ Lexicon is going to play some tunes for you, and when we come back, we are going to do DJ Lexicon's Corner. Enjoy!
And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Asiatown Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on 88.7 WJCU's radio. We're on every Sunday at 7 p.m., and this hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We're volunteer-based, and we hope that you'll give us your support, and that way, uh, with WJCU, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And I'm going to hand this over to DJ Lexicon, and he's going to tell us of some upcoming events. Hello, everybody. So here are a few events that uh, I want you to be, or I want everybody to be aware of, and they're coming soon. Uh, first one is, as we mentioned earlier, February 26 is the race event at the Ariel International Center. So you know how to register for that. We mentioned the website earlier. Go the second ma- mention again, <coughs> just, just, just to be. And the website is asiaohio.org. So that's asiaohio.org. And uh, we need you to register. Uh, you can also show up, but we need you to register. You don't get free food if you don't register. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's breakfast and lunch provided. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, would there be sausage and eggs there? I'm still working on the menu right now, but I'll keep sausage? that in mind. Okay. Right. It's I'm not just... really healthy, but... You know, turkey sausage. Oh, sausage. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Small portion. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And uh, we can go in seconds, right? In seconds and thirds. <laughs> that's fine. I just wanted to ask. As long as you exercise afterwards. <laughs> right, we're going to make you run around the building. <laughs> And on April 5, we have a final fundraiser concert by PASO. Uh, this is the final fundraiser for the victims of Typhoon Haiyan. And uh, it's going to be at St. Albert Church in North Royalton. And details are being planned. And we will actually be having the organizers of this fundraiser concert in, in a couple of weeks. And some people are asking, why do you need uh, a fundraiser? Because, you know, Typhoon is over. But um, to our listeners, the need is long term. So the the nations are keep coming to the Philippines, but the need is really so great that they need to rebuild that area. And on March 19 to 30, on a happier note, we have the Cleveland International Film Festival. I Woo! think this is the uh, 38th, 38th, 38th. Wow. I know. And um, there are 10 Asian films. In the uh, for a total of two hundred out of two hundred something film, there are ten Asian films from different Asian countries: China, uh, the Philippines, South Korea, Japan, and Taiwan. I think. And um, OCA will be sponsoring a film. Uh, Paso will be sponsoring a film. It's their first time sponsoring a film, and Motivations also will be sponsoring a film. So. Um, this might be a shock to Yin and Johnny, but we'll be giving away free tickets leading to the <laughs> to the festival. Okay. So as I mentioned, we'll be giving out free tickets. So keep listening to us for details on how you can win the tickets because we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it might you, be... You're uh, giving away tickets, but yeah, you're not figuring it out yet. Yes, and each winner will get a Your pair. Your is talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your conscience has... Uh, become a ghost <laughs> and i would like to remind that staff and members of asia town voice is not eligible to win tickets and uh, 
And I think that's all I have. Is there anything, other events that come to mind? Johnny, Ghost Johnny, and I, uh, Well, there's no event, but there is a bunch of different booklets that you may be able to pick it up. It's called the Ohio Arts Council 2014 Ohio Arts Festivals and Competitions Directory. Where can they get this? Um, it's booklets? actually all over the places. They are free, and they give you entire listing of festivals and events happening in Ohio. Oh, that's so cool. It's so huge. I mean, you guys, you guys got a few copies on the table there somewhere. Oh, um, yeah. I'd like to add on too that Motivations will be having uh, a lot of happy hour events. And the reason for these events is to also give away free tickets to the Cleveland International Film Festival. This is a way of promoting uh, the Asian films that these organizations will be sponsoring. And actually, I do have one more event to add. On March 1st, the Cleveland Public Library is having their Lunar New Year party as well. Oh. Um, the event starts at noon. There's activities for children between noon to about 1.30. And at 2 o'clock in the uh, stage area, I guess it's an auditorium, um, they're going to have live performances. And guess who's going to be there? Yin Tang. Yeah. Yin Tang dance. Yin and Tang. company. <laughs> Are you going to have your drunk dancers again? Um, it's Soup Alex. <laughs> Bloated so, dancers again. <laughs> we, we sh- it's very important to go to the, the, the library performance because mm-hmm. you need to showcase the diversity in the, uh, the library and make sure that you know this kind of event is happening again every year. Oh, yeah. I mean, the library, it's, it's a huge community event, and it's a great place, you know, for the Asians to showcase that they're involved in the city and that they're involved with, uh, you know, events that they do, especially, right. you know, if it's a Lunar New Year, because it's pretty much for the, the Asians to yeah. come. So. And there's a new library uh, collections. I did not know that. Um, what? Yesterday at the, well, off the record, yesterday at the event uh, area, she was talking about that, you know, Catherine was talking about they have a new library about a new oh. categories of books and stuff. From, from Asia countries. Oh, that's right. I, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> there was a lot of people talking. Yeah, it was a lot of people. They were sitting closer to you. That's probably why you True, remember. True, I remember. <laughs> All right. On record. So you're talking about Cleveland Public Library in downtown, right? And Asia will be there, too. So we'll Asia there. will be there, yes. <laughs> are the, are the uh, Hmong dancers going to be there? Yes. <gasps> so the Blooming Flower Hmong Dance Group will also be there. Those girls are amazing. They smile. Those and are so They so smile and they're so into it. Mm-hmm. There's this little girl. I, I don't know her name, but I recognize her face. I know who you're talking about. She really shakes her. She really shakes it and she's into it like she knows what she's doing. <laughs> She knows what she's doing. There were so many events this whole past uh, couple weeks. I know. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the show, we could do a quick recap. Yeah, I'm so glad that there's a lot of events, and I've been spreading the word, too, via Facebook and to all my friends that there's a lot of events and there's a lot of opportunities for everybody to soak up this Lunar New Year celebrations. But moving on, i like to move out to our shout-outs uh, section. Um, shout out to OCA. Everybody knows that we've been mentioning OCA, the new president, Lisa, Lisa. Lisa Wong. Yay, Lisa. Lisa Wong. Viva Lisa Wong. The reason we <laughs> mention her name is so that she won't be nervous and she'll be relaxed as the next 10 years uh, come to her. Or 20 years. <laughs> or 20 years. Or 50 years. <laughs> uh, shout out to Motivations. Um, shout out to Paso. Shout out to MDI Studios, Media Design Imaging Studios. We are here right now in the house. Where we do our recording, of course, under the banner of WJCU 88.7 FM. And also, shout out to Yintang Dance. It's a dance company that teaches and performs traditional Chinese dances. Yintang Dance accepts students of all ages and of all capabilities and skills. And um, in fact, I'm thinking of joining Yintang Dance. I just need to... You should. 
I just need to work out because I know uh, the, the main teacher will give me a hard time, probably make me run Absolutely. laps around. I do. I will. I do make my students. Actually, it's the sit-ups that everybody's terrified of. And then, uh, shout out to DJ Alexicon. DJ Alexicon <laughs> is available for your events and for your weddings if you need a DJ. And um, finally, this shout-out will not occur every every episode. Uh, there's a lot of ice rinks available since you're watching or you've watched the Winter Olympics. If you're interested or get excited by the different events, we have the Mentor Civic Ice Arena, Serpentini Winterhurst in Lakewood, and Hoover Arena in Strongsville. Serpentini Winterhurst is where uh, former medalist, Olympian winter medalist, Tonya Kwiatkowski came from, and that's where she trained when she was uh, gunning for Olympic gold. There's also the skating club in Shaker Heights. Oh, there you go. Yes. I was performing there on February oh, 8th, yeah. which is why I couldn't make the Confucius uh, show. So. And we have ski resorts, Boston Bills, Brandywine, and Alpine Valley around the area. For those of you aspiring Olympians or future Olympians. <laughs> or future Olympians, and go for your dreams. And if you're a little bit old, just enjoy the winter. <laughs> the winter activities available. There's speed skating. There's ice skating, ice dancing, pairs. And if you're just looking for a winter workout, you can shovel your driveway without using a snowblower. That's right. And I think uh, <laughs> Yin Tang would. You can do your workouts at Yin Tang's driveway during winter because uh, I have a really short driveway. They're not going to get much of a workout. That's right. Or maybe uh, Johnny's house. Johnny's yeah. house is pretty long. <laughs> the driveway is pretty long. And that's all my. Any any shout outs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I, do you do again? I, I think there's something wrong with the, the heating in the here. Heating. Oh. Hmm. I want to give a shout out to um, Radhika Reddy from the Arizona National yes. Center yes. because yes. Um, she is allowing us to host our race summit at her facility. So that's right. Um, big shout out to her. And a few days ago, there was also an Asian community uh, last Tuesday, uh, like a town hall meeting that I failed to attend because I was sick. But that's <laughs> a good step for gathering all other Asian organizations mm-hmm. together. So she's doing good work. And also, Radhika does a lot of work helping on your board as well, right? Yes, she's one of our board members, so she's. Um, amazing very committed to our community here yeah she she helped out not only for for asia she helped out almost every community yes. in cleveland it's yes. it's she's tireless well yeah she says she doesn't sleep very much i'm like oh good for you <laughs> please stay young forever <laughs> <laughs> but um but I, I i get tired very easily and i get sick very easily which is unfortunate um but anyway back to talking about asian services in action i i did want to ask you something there were two questions i wanted to ask you since i forgot the second one i'm just going to ask you the first one which is a little bit silly um i know that you have some refugee gardeners that are absolutely wonderful um because you know i've been to the gala where they've had food grown by these farmers now i'm actually thinking about starting an organic garden this summer would would Asia be able to, you know, have us take lessons like any of the community farmers would be able to come in and learn how to do, you know, basic farming skills from these very talented individuals? You know, that's something that we could definitely explore. Um, what Ying's talking about is our self-sufficiency program that we do with our refugees here. And um, Asia actually has a, a community garden where um, our refugees go and they it's actually been certified organic also, which is actually which is a much more longer process than anybody would actually really realize. But, um, and then they take the stuff, the vegetables that they grow, and then they sell it at the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And so if that's something that you're interested in, I'm sure that there's probably other people in the community who are interested in it. So we could definitely look into it. 
Yeah. Um, and I could take that back to Susan and let her know. Yeah, we could so. probably do like a meetup or something in the yeah. early early summer, late spring. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, and I think that my second question has something to do with the notes that you're taking. So y- is there anything you like to tell us? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Kathy looks like she's in a college class taking notes. Oh, she is so on top of it. I, know. I just want to make I sure know. I don't miss anything. So, um, well, I wanted to actually inform um, everyone here about the Ohio Asian American Pacific Islander Legislative Day. Oh. And that event is taking place on Thursday, March 6, 2014, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's actually... Really, really cool. So if if you've been kind of like tuning us out, you have to listen to this part right here. Um, All right. The- <laughs> Listeners, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> so um, Legislative Day is a day where Asian American Pacific Islanders um, from all over Ohio are all going to Columbus, Ohio at the Ohio State House to meet with legislators about different um, different issues or, you know, concerns in our community. So this is really, really a great way to bridge the community with our elected political officials. Um, the topics that we'll be really kind of going towards would be immigration, health care access, and youth engagement in oh. Ohio. So um, it's amazing, and our keynote speaker is Mi Moa. She is the executive director of um Asian American Advancing Justice. And actually, I'm really excited to meet her because she is Hmong, which oh, is wow. what my ethnicity is. And oh, okay. she's coming in from California. So it's a free event. Uh, if you're interested in attending, um, just go to the same website where you could register for RAISE, AsiaOhio.org. And there's actually free transportation from uh, Akron, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Toledo. So, um, and the transportation includes a lunch as well. So, I mean, you know, spend a day with us and meet your elected officials and learn more about how politics really um, play a role in our community. And it will also make you aware of the different issues or even mm-hmm. issues that you're not aware of, then you will be aware after you, you take this trip. Maybe OCA. Cleveland people should go. Yes, I think yeah, you Lisa? should. Lisa? Not should. me, Lisa. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Johnny's retired. That's oh, right. Oh, administration. Lisa, uh, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yes, and, and her husband. <laughs> Wayne. My next question, I guess, uh, could be a little bit personal. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our listeners, besides watching the movie Gran Torino, don't really know very much about the Hmong people or even how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, can you first tell us how it's spelled and, and then tell us a little bit about the history of your uh, ethnicity? Okay. Um, well, Mong is spelled H-M-O-N-G. And I'm really glad you asked that question because uh, yesterday at the University of Akron, we just did a program called Being Mong Means Being Free. It was um, a program hosted by Rethinking Races, mm-hmm. uh, their film festival that they oh. had there at the university. And a few of us in Asia were on the panel as well. And so um, I guess just the brief history um I could go so far back, but I'll kind of stay pretty current. Uh, The way that Hmong ended up in the United States was during the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of them were recruited by the United States FBI to fight with, in conjunction with the U.S. Army um, during the Vietnam War. And so when the United States ended up pulling out of Vietnam, a lot of the Hmong people became, you know, they were... um, So the Hmong people are from Vietnam? They're from Laos, actually. Oh, oh, okay. Now I know. 
they're from Laos, and yeah. what happened was they, you know, there was just a lot of, you, you know how wars are, you know, and, yeah. and they were kind of driven out of their country. Yeah, to because uh, the U.S. had a lot of covert operations coming from Laos That's inside correct. Vietnam. Yep. So um, a lot of, you know, Hmong in the United States today, they're here as they came as refugees, and um, that's that's just like a very brief history in terms of the American history of the Hmong people. I could go way back, but it gets a little complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how did you feel about the How did you feel about the the movie Gran Torino? You know what? Oh gosh, I feel like people are going to judge me for saying this, but I have not seen the whole entire <laughs> movie. I'm sorry. Um, I always reference it, but then I haven't seen it. Now I feel like I'm going to go home and watch it right away. So <laughs> don't need to watch me, it please. So that on the third <laughs> time that you're here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right, because last time I did talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, a lot of people, I've, I've heard a lot of really good feedback about it. Uh, the only thing that from the Hmong community that, that was kind of like funny was that in the Hmong culture, we have different dialects. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think someone mentioned, like, yeah, in the same family, and this is just Hollywood, obviously. Yes. But in the same, they had family, they had people in the same family who were speaking two different dialects, kind of. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, those are some things that Hollywood kind of, like, does, and you wouldn't know unless you speak the language. Exactly, because whenever there are... <laughs> Oh, evidently, ghost. the ghost is here. <laughs> <The> ghost. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, yeah, yeah there, when there are Hollywood films where there are Filipino languages being spoken, you know, I, I kind of listen if the context is correct, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it just pops out mm-hmm. when the film is being promoted. You don't know that there's a Filipino, but when you're watching it, oh, I notice that it's a Filipino guy, and they're yelling something, and. For example, The Rock. There is a scene there where uh, Sean Connery goes to the kitchen and there's a big Filipino chef saying something in Filipino. And the translation was he was swearing at Sean Connery and asking him, what are you doing here in Filipino? So the context is correct. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So. I, I have to go see that movie again. I, I did watch the whole thing, though. I just It's been yes. a while. It's I the, haven't seen the movie at all. Really? <laughs> he only makes them. <laughs> yeah, it's the scene where Sean Connery gets a haircut and then he tries to escape the building. You know, that movie was very similar to another movie that came out a year, or maybe even the same year. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't a prison, but it was it was also about these poisonous gas balls. And it had another big name actor. And I, I don't, yeah, there were, there were two of them. Like, did the same person write both of these movies? I was really confused. Hmm. But um, but anyway, I'm getting off topic. Now, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, when you watch um, Hollywood films with Chinese, uh, do you check I, it? <laughs> I actually I watched both those movies in China, and they were in Chinese with English subtitles. Ah. So it was it was weird <laughs> because the voices were different. You yeah. know, you're used to Sean Connery with his British accent, and he's speaking perfect Chinese. It's just kind of like, huh? That's funny. I never knew. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Jet Li movies. Jet Li movies have Chinese dialogue in them usually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I know I'm like sorry. it's been a long day working <laughs> and I'm still I'm still pretty sick so I, I had something else I want to ask but I, we kind of finished that a little bit earlier Johnny do you have anything to add but anyway I did want to ask you uh, about the different and I know I asked you this last time as well but we get different listeners every month um, the difference between the, the blue the white mung um, and oh, yeah. the, the black mung and I think I'm missing a color am I oh green green <laughs> so 
Well, the biggest difference um, that is very obvious right away would be the traditional wear. Mm-hmm. I know last time you also mentioned that you have some traditional Hmong clothing at mm-hmm. home also. Um, but that's probably the most obvious difference right away. Um, and the two main ones that you mainly see are white Hmong and green Hmong. Mm-hmm. And um, in white Hmong, like our skirts are just all white, whereas in green Hmong, mm-hmm. it's like has like this delicate embroidery work that's it's like red and orange and green i don't know it's just all these different colors but it's so gorgeous that's what you have right (laughs) and um the second big difference would also be the dialect you know so i think i mentioned this last time uh, someone who's green mong when they speak mong it almost kind of sounds like uh they have like a british accent if you Mm -hmm. were to compare somebody speaking you know u.s english versus british english and so um yeah, those those are some of the big differences and uh, the traditional clothing. Can you uh, can you wear that in formal events? Because um, the Filipinos have this barang Tagalog, the Indians have this sar- uh, sari that they could still wear in formal events. Mm-hmm. Would that be applicable too? The, uh, usually, our traditional clothing in the United States we wear to something called the Hmong New Year celebration. Okay, and that's you know that's a time where everybody kind of takes out all their Hmong clothes and they wear it and. Um, there's this whole court. I think we talked about it last time with the tennis ball. Yeah, the, the tennis ball the thing during those thing. events. Aww. Yes, during those events. And actually, for um, this past Christmas, I went back to California to the huge Hmong International New Year celebration. Did you catch some tennis balls? I did, actually. I did. And it was so much fun. I don't know. It, I had a lot of fun there. It was, um, it was bittersweet leaving because, you know, I feel like... Mm. Uh, I grew up in California. My family's there, and I really miss it a lot. But I ate a lot of pho when I was there. Yeah. Like, almost every day, literally, pho every day. So but, briefly, uh, tell us, uh, tell our listeners about the tennis ball, because we've been referencing it. <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, okay. So in the Hmong culture at these New Year celebrations, um, there's this kind of like ball toss game that we played. It's called ball ball in Hmong. And that directly translates to um, ball means throw, and ball is the ball, so ball toss. Mm. And um, it, it's it's a way that guys and girls kind of court each other at these events. So um, if you kind of think about it, you know, uh, back in the country, Hmong people could be pretty conservative sometimes, especially when, you know, I guess if you think about the United States, if... You know, if you saw a cute girl and you wanted to go talk to her, you'd be like, you just go up to her and start yeah. macking, right? You go, <laughs> so, you go, yo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then in the Hmong culture, you know, maybe a more kind of to have an excuse to go talk to a girl would be to ask her if she wanted to um, ball toss with you at these New Year celebrations. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a way to flirt and court someone without just going up and busting <laughs> the mac and saying, hey, yeah, I yeah. think you're a cutie and, yeah. you know. So. I think there needs to be more subtle ways in general because sometimes if a guy comes on too strong, you're just kind of like, go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So, stay away the, from me. Stay away from me. <laughs> yeah. But then Alex if they're tossing the ball, you can't, like, they're kind of far too. So I don't I don't know. It's it's actually really fun and flirty, and I think it's a lot more fun when you – I enjoy it more now than I did when I was younger. I it will be sad, sure. though, if someone throws the ball and no one catches it. It just goes slow. Oh, you catch it. It didn't <laughs> come <laughs> back <laughs> to you. Yeah, you catch it because, you know, it's just, you know, you just want to be nice. So, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that um, any of our hosts or guests like to mention before the end of our... Is any of our ghosts... uh, (laughs) How about our ghosts? Does our ghost have something to say? Where is our Ouija board? Ah, 
moving. Actually, does anybody know what they use in China instead of a Ouija board? Oh, I. She's learning the <laughs> pyramids and yeah. what else? <laughs> Actually, I don't know either. I was oh. just hoping somebody right. else knew. Oh, If no. you know, listeners, uh, go to our Facebook site and post it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is used in Asia to conjure ghosts? That doesn't really work because I do not like. I'm I'm afraid of ghosts. Me too. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is something. Maybe scary Johnny that... should be say telling his uh, ghost stories yeah. if these two ladies are afraid. Yeah, but he can't walk through walls, so it's okay. Have you ever? Someone's told me before that if you. Flip your head upside down and look under your legs, and you see someone there. And then you like really turn around and you don't see them there. It's like it's like a portal into like the ghost world if you were to look under your legs. Does that make sense? So in order to do that, you have to participate in Project Craze so that you'll be able to <laughs> to bend and look to bend under down your, your legs. Wait, wait, no. Project what? Race. Race. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> like like yoga. Okay, downward dog. Okay. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, like that. But then yes. with your legs, yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just avoid it completely. That, that I mean, that freaked me out when you mentioned it, but do it right now. Okay. No, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's that hand doing there underneath? It? Uh, I don't Alex. know. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it logically, though, I mean, okay, this is getting semi gruesome. Oh, I wouldn't call it gruesome. It's not medicinal necessarily, but like there's beliefs in the Eastern culture that you know. I don't want to say between your legs, but the, the woman's womb really <laughs> is the gateway into like the, the supernatural because oh, that's where yeah. babies and souls come from. So mm. I can kind of see where that would I make never sense. I thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, but then your legs do kind of make a doorway too when you're standing on the ground. So but no, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. We'll be editing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably would. Yeah, but I think it's a gotcha good story too to tell. Oh. We so should maybe, have a ghost a ghost in. edition. Oh gosh, Ooh. we we will have November a ghost October thirty first. Yes, totally and we can also do it live. Superstitions <laughs> in each culture. Oh yes. yeah, oh that's a good, good one. Yeah. Yes, and I've had experiences too. I just haven't told them yet. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for tuning in today. And my name is Yin Tang. We are here with Johnny Wu, the ghost mm. host, <laughs> DJ Alexicon. <laughs> and our special guest today was Kathy Vu. Thank you. Tune in next week on 88.7 FM radio. Bye. Bye. Oh, I feel really crappy.